0: Hi everybody, this is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM-7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Katie Wells. Katie is the founder of Wellness Mama and Wellness, a line of natural personal care products. She's a best-selling author, blogger, podcaster, and nutritionist. In this episode, we discuss how the modern Western diet is leading to an undernourished but overfed population that is obese and underperforming. Katie also discusses prioritizing protein consumption, organ meats, and why you are eating 17 times per day and you don't even know it. This is a fascinating discussion. But before we get started, would you please take two seconds and hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, as this is an amazing way that you can help support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Katie, you recently told me that in your experience, a lot of people are overfed, but undernourished. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I think this is really common in modern society, unfortunately, because we have, it's well talked about, we have almost unlimited access to food and hyper palatable food. And obviously we have an obesity epidemic that's happening. So it's not that people aren't eating. Um, And this goes beyond the idea of just like empty calories. We are consuming typically calories and at least based on the type, we might be over-consuming calories. But what I encourage people to do is step back and look at actual like nutrient density per calorie instead of just calories. Because I think the focus on calories in the past has led us to consume processed foods that are lower in calories, but also much lower in nutrients and even really important macro things like protein. And this is a thing I, I noticed with the female audience quite a bit. And that I found in myself and I was surprised by because I thought I was probably consuming enough protein, When I actually tracked it, I realized that I was massively under-consuming protein, especially for the amount of athletic output I was doing and trying to build muscle. And this is one of those that you could do all the work in the world. And if you're not giving your body the basic building blocks it needs, you just simply can't build muscle. And this also applies to micronutrients. So we might be consuming 2,000 or 2,500 or 3,000 calories a day, but for the average American, the actual micronutrients available in those calories can be relatively low or in some cases, really drastically low. And unfortunately, our bodies aren't bank accounts. And this is what I think got lost in the conversation about calories, that we think of just numbers in versus numbers out. And there is an element of that, but there's also our bodies are a chemistry lab and food sends chemical and hormonal signals to the body. And when we're overeating and undernourishing ourselves, we're sending uh, these signals to our bodies to turn on all kinds of stress hormones And that actually keep us from being able to get and rest and digest, keep us from being able to build muscle effectively that interfere with our sleep, which then in turn interferes with our ability to function in every other area of life. And so I really encourage people to step back and kind of map out what is the actual nutrient density of what you're consuming and just focus on some really basic targets, like consuming enough protein to meet whatever your goals are, whether that's just basic maintenance and having enough energy, whether that's building muscle or whether that's elite athletic performance, that'll meet your protein needs are different, but hitting at least that minimum. Um, and for women, I find this especially often takes work. I was shocked when I actually started mapping what I was eating and realized I was often eating way too few calories. So sometimes I was eating only a thousand or 1200 calories because my body had been trained by diet culture to not be hungry. I thought I was, I was full. So I stopped eating, which is in, in general, a good thing, unless you've messed up your hormones. And I was really massively under eating protein. And when I stepped up my protein target to over hundred grams a day, sometimes as much as 150 and focused on that nutrient density in the volume of food that I was eating, I was actually consuming so much more volume of food and losing weight and building muscle at the same time, which I think is possible when you're in that early phase of doing that. And then beyond that, it gets a little bit more granular. Um, But when I've had other women track this, they're really shocked to realize they're under eating to a point that they're causing a stress hormone cascade in their bodies, and they can actually get closer to the body they want by eating more food.
0: Now, does that have to be done in a stepwise fashion? I mean, you don't want to jump a thousand calories. Did you go like, all right, at 200 or 150, wait a little bit. Is that How did you do that?
1: I did do it gradually, although I probably made bigger steps than a lot of people would just because I was doing so much athletic stuff that I didn't, I wanted to make sure I was supporting recovery as well. The first thing I did though, before I even added calories was just to make sure I was nutrient loading the calories I was eating. So if I was, if I was eating 1200 calories, all of those calories were from very nutrient dense sources. And I was even, um, this is a weird health thing that I do, but I will swallow raw liver sometimes in the morning for the bioavailability of all those nutrients and B vitamins and vitamin A, um, small amounts of it. But that is an example of a very high nutrient food that is still actually relatively low in calories. So I was still eating 1200 calories, but by volume, I might've been eating twice as much actual food.
0: That that doesn't sound weird at all. I drink sauerkraut juice and people look at me and I'm like, what's probiotics? (laughs) You know, my family, most of my kids are like, that's so gross. I'm like, and they actually end up liking sauerkraut, but no, no, the liver thing, you're not liver, you're not, are you endorsing the liver king at all?
1: No, not. I know he's become (laughs) controversial, but I do think for women, especially vitamin A is a big need, especially if you've ever had kids, same thing with B vitamins. Many of us are under consuming. And if you have any genetic issues that make it difficult for you to break down certain B vitamins, things like raw liver are great bioavailable sources and they're in the right amount. So you, you don't want to eat a pound of liver, but a couple ounces of liver raw in the morning is to me like an energy pill.
0: Yeah. Do you think that organ meats are underconsumed,
1: Especially in American society, when we, when we look at any ancestral society, they all really valued all the parts of the animal and they made broths out of the bones and they consumed the organs. Often they consumed the organs first or prioritized the people in, in the society who are pregnant or sick, getting the mm-hmm. organs first for healing. And I just find it funny that in American society, we discard those things and we just want the muscle meat. And that's great too, but... There's a reason all of those parts exist in an animal and we need all those nutrients as well in balance. So I encourage people to just kind of um, expand their palates and expand their ideas of what they're eating. And just if all you do is change the nutrient density of the food you're eating and consume the same amount of calories, your body will benefit.
0: High performance isn't just for elite athletes or billionaires with unlimited resources. In my newsletter, Adaptation, I provide simple and efficient high performance tools and resources you can use to unlock your potential. And when you sign up, you'll receive my ultimate sleep cheat sheet, a simple guide to optimizing your sleep. So sign up now at www.ericcoram.com. So let me regurgitate kind of what I'm hearing here like you just said, investigate the nutrient density of what you're eating. If you're eating 1500 calories or 2500 calories, are they junk calories or is it like vegetables, you know, uh, nice protein sources? Are we getting enough good fats in our diet? Then two, are we getting the amount of protein that we need? Because a lot of people seem to be under eating protein. And if you don't have the building blocks for things like muscles and really proteins build everything, you're gonna have a really hard time turning over and regenerating tissues. And then if you're undernourishing Yourself, you're going to have a cascade of what we call a sympathetic response of the autonomic nervous system, which they can then get us out of this rest and digest phase. Is there anything I missed there?
1: You said it beautifully. And I would say a general, easy rule to remember if you're new to this is try to hit 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal. It, that could go up pretty a lot if you're an athlete or if you're a larger human. But for a lot of women and the, the people I work with, that is kind of at least your minimum target you want to hit. And what works best for me is to consume three meals a day, but I typically eat them within a little bit shortened of a window. And I experimented with this for a long time. And at first was doing intermittent fasting, but not eating breakfast, which is socially easier. But I, from tracking all my data, it's drastically more effective for me to get up, um, drink a lot of water in the morning, wait for about 45 minutes to eat or an hour, and then make sure I'm getting a lot of protein at that first meal, along with a lot of vegetables and high nutrient dense plant foods. Um, at the same time, then I try to give myself a liver break in between meals. And this is a thing people often don't do in America as well is we think we're only eating three meals a day, but from your body's perspective, anytime you put calories in your body, that's a feeding event. So many of us are actually eating. I think the statistic is 17 times per day based on the amount of times we're putting food in our mouth, which means our liver never gets to catch up with the detoxification cycles. So if you can put three or four hours in between each meal where you're not consuming calories, you can drink still coffee, herbal teas, water, but not consuming calories that lets your body get on top of digestion and detoxification. So I eat a meal in the morning. My biggest meal is typically lunch. And then I eat one more small meal mid to late afternoon. And I cut off eating before sunset. And when I do that, my deep sleep is drastically better. My recovery is drastically better, and I build muscle faster. And I've had multiple experts in my podcast who, unfortunately, say the, uh, for a lot of people, unfortunately, the best things you can do for your brain are to obviously make sure you're getting enough sleep, but stop eating three to four hours before bedtime. And a lot of people get this this key part wrong. But that means that even if you think you're done eating, your body's still digesting for three to four hours. So when you go to sleep, you're still in digestion mode, and your body's not prioritizing all the recovery pathways that need to happen while you're sleeping. So if somebody wants just kind of the minimum effective dose and my basic rules that I follow, that's where I would have them start
0: that makes so much sense. Cut off food when the sun goes down or before the sun goes down. I've been doing that lately. It really helps me sleep because I noticed when I wasn't doing that, I was eating later in the evening. My heart rate was elevated. HRV decreased at night. Have you heard about the stuff with clock genes and BMAL with um, protein and that early protein consumption increases lean muscle mass? And so you need to prioritize protein earlier in the day. The time frame ish is around 10 o'clock. So make sure you're getting at least 30 to 40 grams of protein in the morning, especially if you're doing any type of resistance training, because that's going to be a really effective strategy for recovery. I love this. The idea of eating 17 times a day is pretty wild. I think if people really thought that they were doing that would make them sick, but that's what we're doing. It's just like this one continuous feeding and our body needs a break.
1: Yeah. That statistic really surprised me. And I feel like, like to your point, it's not just what you eat, it's when you eat and you can consume enough or more than enough food and actually feel. Satisfied and full the whole time, and not feel like you're depriving yourself if you get pretty specific about when you're eating and hitting those minimum targets at different meals. And that also sends those signals to your body that you're nourished and fed. So you're not having cravings. Cravings aren't a bad thing. Often that's a mixed signal because we've sent bad information to our bodies and it's trying to get nutrients or it's trying to get protein. So it's craving whatever food is closely related to that thing that we actually need. So by sending those signals in advance, you end up not having to fight with your body.
0: This is phenomenal. If anybody wants to learn more about this, you should definitely check out Katie's website, Wellness Mama. She's also got a phenomenal line of non-toxic personal care products. Your toothpaste is amazing, by the way. I now use it. My kids use it. Totally love it. So she's got just an amazing website where she has so much great information. Your blog is...
1: How long have you been blogging for? Almost 15 years. Yeah. A long time.
0: You're like one of the goats, original bloggers out there in this space. So if you want more information on there, go check it out. I highly recommend it. Thank you for joining us today. If you found today's podcast valuable, would you please leave us a review and a comment in the Apple podcast app? And please consider sharing this with a friend. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.